0: Hi, and welcome to the Run, Leah, Run podcast. I'm your host, Leah. After suffering from my second miscarriage, my husband, Casey, that's me, and I decided to chase after our fitness goals in order to cope with our loss. We are now living by the motto, when life gives you lemons, throw on your running shoes. From miscarriage to parenthood to our amateur running journey, we'll be sharing our story, including the ups, downs, and lessons learned along the way. If we can help even one person with our story, then this podcast is a success. We want you to know that if we can do it,
1: so so can can you. you.
0: Hey guys, and welcome to episode six of the Run Leah Run podcast. It is, of course, Leah here and Casey. Hey,
1: hey, hey! Hello, hello, hello!
0: All right, he's switching up that signature intro um okay guys we have somewhat of a big episode right yeah Mm -hmm. tell them tell them why
1: um i've decided that i'm gonna run a marathon no i'm kidding Um, (laughs) leah finished her marathon i I did it was a wild ride and it was very emotional
0: Yes, so long story short, I crossed the finish line. I completed 26.2 miles, which was the ultimate goal, but um, it was not the smoothest ride.
1: There were some ups and there were some downs.
0: Yes, and there were some injuries that I had to run through that... Made it pretty challenging and made it an, like, an emotional roller coaster for my family who was waiting for me at the finish line. They didn't, I don't think you guys quite knew I was going to finish. At, like, what mile were you guys confident that I was probably going to finish?
1: Like, probably 17 or 18, I think. No, right when he was, yeah, I was, like, I remember we were sitting there. It was, like, 18 or 19, and then it was, like... Shoot, she's just committed to it. She's got, we knew you had enough mental strength just to crawl if you had to, I guess.
0: Yeah, and I nearly did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll talk about that more. We'll talk about why it was such a challenging finish. But first, um, I wanted to talk about how my training changed a little bit after the half marathon. So you guys know that Casey and I ran our half marathon together. It was Casey's first. And,
1: and last. just kidding maybe last just kidding I'll do another one
0: yeah we'll see um but you guys know we were training together and we were following the same training schedule but anyways when it came time for me to switch gears into marathon training I started doing two-a-days so I only had a month between my half and my full marathon to train and so I really I knew I really needed to set my game up So I was training in the morning before work. Mm -hmm. I would either do our studio bike or I would run really early in the morning. But the thing about running early, which I enjoy because I like running in like the misty air and when it's not too hot. But what made it challenging was that the sun didn't come out until like 530 and I had to leave for work by like seven. So it was kind of hard to squeeze in even like four miles in the morning. So oftentimes I would do the bike in the morning instead. But anyways, I'm just trying to tell you guys that I I started doing two days, and we didn't talk about that on the last episode, and I thought that was important to mention, um, because 26.2 miles is no joke. So I knew I needed to put in the work to be fully prepared, and I may have put in who knows maybe too much work because I ended up, um, what is it called? Pulling my IT band or tearing my IT band?
1: Yeah. Uh- I don't know. I don't know if it was from going too hard or or what it was, but I think me and you had similar things. I just had to run half as far as you did, so it's very painful, and it, like, locks your leg leg up, I guess, almost, you know, to where you can't even bend it. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that that happened to you a week before you were going to run the marathon,
0: yes the weekend before is when it happened and like when I, I remember I called you um I you were at your parents or something and you were like man that sounds exactly like what happened to me so not that I didn't have empathy for you before that injury but then it was I thought like I was faking it <laughs> I didn't think you were faking it <laughs> but I had never had that injury before and it's so true you just feel like you can't even like I don't know. It was like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, you can't, you can't run. Yeah. Like no matter, no matter how many times I would try, I would have to stop. And so anyways, on that long run, the weekend before the marathon, which actually, I don't even think you were supposed to do a super, super long run the weekend before the marathon, which I did because I felt like I was underprepared and I wanted to make sure I had the endurance. Um, but anyways, I think it was like mile, seven or something like that is when my it band started acting up and so i had a walk probably about a mile home Yeah. and throughout that mile i tried so many times to start running again and i was just like i need to stop i need to just rest it and hope for the best and hope it heals up before the marathon because i was a week away so it was like i had put in so much work and and felt pretty prepared yeah And then it was like the fear of, now I have this injury, am I going to be able to cross the finish line? So that was challenging, for sure. It made
1: it stressful. That whole week leading up to it definitely made it stressful.
0: Absolutely. Um, I think if it wasn't for that injury, I would have finished the race a lot sooner (laughs) than I did. And, yeah, that week was pretty stressful, and I was scared to even run because I didn't want to make it worse. You did have
1: a short run, though, that I think you thought you were better.
0: I think I did a two-mile run. Yeah. And shout-out to my sister-in-law, Janelle, for getting my booty out there and doing that two-mile run because I was on the verge of just postponing my marathon, signing up for one, like, a month later, hoping that I would heal up, but she was like you need to just like why don't you come over and run with me there's no point in living through fear um just show up and and do it and if you don't finish you don't finish so anyways it was helpful to have like all that support around and going on that even just that short run i felt really good and so i felt like maybe i had healed but then on the actual race day i think i got 2 mile Seven. Seven. And, and then my injuries started kicking in. And so I was really taking it slow. I was just like chugging along the first seven miles. Feeling, I was feeling good. I wasn't pushing myself too hard. Because my ultimate goal was just to f- cross the finish line. Yeah. I wasn't trying to make... Like I wasn't trying to qualify for the Boston. You know? um, Maybe one day that would be awesome. But yeah. I was feeling confident until like mile seven. And my injury started acting up. And I mean bad, like.
1: Yeah. I mean, first we I, we should talk about leading up
0: to. Yeah, the race, yeah, we yeah. should, we should. Um, I'll save some of the dramatic stuff for later. But yeah, leading up to the race, it was really fun. It was a it was really exciting. fun weekend.
1: Yeah, just being in San Diego was cool. We were having fun with Brady, and then the the Saturday before, like it was cool just to. Go to the convention center, you know, just the hype around it. You see all these people. Because
0: that, the marathon, the race was on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So Saturday we went to the convention. And
1: it was cool just to, you know, we've talked about it before, wonder what these people's stories were. Like, what gave them the motivation to... I mean, people were from all over the world, pretty I mean, at least the United States, I think, and probably the world, too. Came there to, you know, run in the beautiful scenery. And it was cool just seeing everyone's family, you know, taking pictures and just... Yeah, these people all were crazy enough to decide that they were going to focus and and do this, you know, and um, yeah, it was, it was cool. I wonder what was going through their head or what drove them to do that.
0: So the weekend of um, you, of course, came and Brady, but also my brother and my sister-in-law came and their two sons, our nephews. Did we say that they came? I don't know if we said that yet. No. Um, but anyways, they came and it was awesome to have that support because I think it distracted me from being so nervous. And the whole time leading up to my marathon, I wasn't even nervous until I got hurt. I was more excited, but then yeah, my nerves from being worried about my injury really were getting to me. So it was great to have that support system around to distract me. And I just was having fun. And so that was really good for me. And I remember at the convention center the day before the race there was a sign that said you can change the distance you were going to run like you could downgrade from a marathon to a half marathon and I remember I saw the sign and then I looked over at Janelle our sister-in-law and she was like don't even (laughs) think about it because for a a second I kind of thought about it but I'm glad I didn't downgrade
1: yeah I would have done that I was running the half marathon. Look for people doing the 5K, maybe downgrade to that one.
0: They had the, what was it, like the route? The What's it called when you, like, hand the...
1: Oh, the relay race. The relay. Yeah.
0: There uh, you go. Yeah, there was a relay at our half, which would be cool if you just wanted to run, like, seven miles instead of the full 13. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I feel like there's so much to talk about. I actually wrote down notes, guys, because I was like, there's so much I want to... To tell you guys and give advice for any other first marathon runners out there. Um, so, here's one of my pieces of advice. As I mentioned, we were having fun. We were in San Diego, which is a beautiful city. And we went and ate.
1: Don't eat something. We already knew the rules. I don't know why you decided <laughs> to go off. But don't eat something you haven't eaten regularly in your, during your training. Especially fish tacos from a place you don't eat. It was a nice restaurant, but I mean, this place yeah. was like
0: famous for their fish tacos, and I was trying to like somewhat carb load. I wanted to make sure I had energy, so I was like, "I'll just eat a fish taco." Um, bad idea. Just like four, probably like four hours after I ate it, my stomach started really bothering me. And, um, it bothered me all through the night and into the next morning. And so I started the race having stomach issues, which you never want to start the race, of course, feeling, um, you know, not so great. So that was rough.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, big piece of advice is eat stuff that you know your stomach can handle really well. We actually went to this really cool restaurant that night too and had this really fancy meal and I feel like I could barely even eat.
1: And I ate so much, guys. That's why you run the half marathon and then let your significant other run the full marathon because you just fully get to enjoy your time there. But, um, yeah, I ate great.
0: Yeah, it was like one of the nicest meals I think we have ever had. Pie, yeah. Yeah. And thankfully, we were with we were with somebody who like knew the owner of the restaurant, so we were just getting spoiled with all this food and with the combination of that fish taco in my stomach nerves. and my nerves yeah. for the race I could barely even eat I could barely even enjoy I mean I enjoyed the company I
1: know I feel bad for you though I mean but it is It was tasty it, yeah. food
0: it was just hard for me to get it down
1: And I understand that too you can't take that off your mind you got something you've trained months for you know don't you got to stay laser focused on what's happening ahead too
0: yeah well I wasn't laser focused when I ate that fish taco no you (laughs) weren't you live and you learn guys just learn learn from me um I
1: I was nervous for you when we got back to the hotel even I just
0: I cried that night yeah I mean like full disclosure yeah i I cried that night because I was so nervous because of my injury and then my stomach ache and I was just like having anxiety and I don't want to scare you guys from running because it really is such a cool experience and if you are not hurt and you are well trained, I highly recommend running one
1: and i I don't think anyone's road to get there's probably ever easy but it's it's about seeing it through i mean that's whole so- hard about it I think everyone's gonna have these challenges and they're gonna look back and be like man if I could do that and I can push myself through that then I can you know use that in anything in life and push through it you know so you just once you're done you can reflect on it better but when it's happening and yeah it was I mean I wasn't even running it but I I feel you and I don't think either of us really slept because we were Staring at the clock, so it was like, okay, we got it. We get like three hours of sleep.
0: And then okay, so there's a couple of things I want to piggyback off of what you said. So, yeah, after running the marathon and like being pretty sore, like the day, like especially the day of and a little bit the day after, it just kind of made me realize that I don't know how natural it is to run 26.2 miles. Like, yeah. I don't know that. Our, I mean, I feel like some people are just like natural runners running their whole life like but for somebody who it was my first time I'm in my 30s and I just remember feeling like I don't know if that's natural like I really don't know how healthy it was for me to run yeah. 26 miles straight I think training of course is so healthy and I felt like a healthier person while doing it but I'm just saying like after I'm like ooh I don't know if that was too good on my body on my joints I don't know but with that being said, do I regret it? Absolutely not. I I I would maybe maybe consider doing one again. I think it's the injury part that scares me. Yeah. It's not it's not the training that scares me because I actually really enjoyed it. I love having a routine. I love having a goal. Like I would look forward to waking up at five a.m. and working out because I just felt so good for the rest of the day.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but anyways, going back to what you said about it's not always so much about like. I guess the physical part of running the marathon, but like mentally proving to yourself what you're capable of yeah. and the mental strength that it takes and the heart that it takes to be able to run a marathon. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like just for your yourself, it, it really will, I think change you and show you what you're capable of. So
1: for the rest of your thankful. life too, I think, you know, you can always just look back at that moment and be like, well, I conquered that. I know I can conquer this.
0: Yes.
1: So, okay. So we go to bed (laughs) for 30 minutes.
0: (laughs) Wait, oh, that's what I was going to say. You guys, so if you have a child, you know that sometimes you can be a little nervous about having them sleep in a new environment, like a.k.a. a hotel room. And so we have his little pack and play crib with us, which he's slept in before when we go on vacation. He, He does pretty well in it. And he, okay, so the first night we were in San Diego, he slept great. Yeah, And so I was like confident that I was going to get a good night rest the night before the marathon. And of course, the night before the marathon, he did not want to sleep in that crib. Yeah. He was crying. He wanted out. And like me and you were taking turns rocking him back to sleep. Do you remember that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's all coming back to me now. And so it was just like all these like combination of, of things making me nervous. And anyways, he ended up sleeping pretty well once we got him to fall asleep. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it just wasn't the smoothest uh, road to the starting line.
1: No. Or to the finish line.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or to the finish line. Okay, so at the convention the day before, there was this tape booth. I think it's called KT Tape.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: And, And anyways, they can tape your areas that are prone to injury. And I don't... I don't know, like, I don't know exactly what it helps with. Did it help with, like, circulation or blood flow? I don't know. I think it's supposed to just help you not get so injured. And so I taped my leg. And so that gave me a little bit of a boost of confidence. But again, my injury resurfaced at about mile seven. Okay. So let's move forward to race day. So the race started at, like, six in the morning.
1: Yeah. And we wanted to be there. before five thirty, right, yeah, and it was our it was a crop, like the finish line was where our hotel was at in downtown, but the starting point was you know obviously across town a bit, so
0: so yeah we we had to leave pretty early, and anyways, I just remember thinking, why are they having the race start at six, like that's so earlier, I think it was six fifteen. Like, I feel like a lot of races start at 7. Yeah. But then once I started getting a few miles into the race, I was like, oh, man, I could have had this start at 5. Because as soon as the sun comes out,
1: yeah.
0: and it, it might be like 65 degrees or 70 degrees, but it feels so much hotter once you've ran multiple miles. So, kudos to that marathon for starting early. Um, that was really helpful. I can't imagine um yeah running in the later hours of the day when it just starts getting so hot out anyways okay so like i said about mile 7 my injury started to resurface and i just i had to walk a little bit and i was limping it was so obvious to all the other runners that i was hurt and so many of them were trying to like stop and ask me if i needed help and it, it was really thoughtful, but I think there was times where I kind of just wanted to, like, be in my own space and figure out what I was going to do. And, you know, when you're, like, stressed about something, and then when somebody wants to talk to you about it, it, like, I don't know, can almost make it worse sometimes. Yeah. Anyways, I was just really stressed, and I feel like when people would ask me if I was okay and I needed help, it would, like, make me be on the verge of tears because it was just, like, uh, yeah, it was rough, and... I kept telling myself, just try running one more time, and then it would hurt, and then I would walk for a minute, and I'd be like, just really, really try, like try a different stride, and it would just hurt so bad, and there was points where I would get off of the road and go on the sidewalk and just try to stretch it out for a couple minutes, so at this point, I know I'm not going to make good time, because I'm just, I'm just so hurt, and I remember this one guy seeing me limp, and he was like, oh, you're injured, and then he could tell I was running the marathon because the marathon bibs were, like, orange and the half marathon bibs, I think, were, like, blue. And so he knew I was a full marathon runner. And I remember he was like, why don't you just try to finish the half marathon? And and he had good intentions, but I remember when I cro- finally crossed the finish line, I was like, man, I wish that guy could see that, like, <laughs> that I actually crossed. Because there was no way, if you looked at me, you thought I was finishing that race that day. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I basically hobbled like for a a couple miles more, like after my injury resurfaced. And I think it was like around mile 10, I saw this other lady limping as well. And she had her knee taped and I was like, Hey, I feel your pain. Like just trying to, you know, lighten the mood. And so we get to chatting And she's like, oh, man, I didn't think that this was going to happen so early in the race. And I was like, I feel you. My family's here, and I don't want to disappoint them. And she was like, me too. I have family that came from Boston to see me cross the finish line. And here I am, barely able to walk. And so, not that I wanted that for her, but it was kind of encouraging to see that somebody else was in the same boat as me.
1: Some camaraderie.
0: Right. And so... It, it was nice having another injured person because I was just like, why why is this just happening? It felt like it was just happening to me because yeah. everybody was just flying by me.
1: Well, and yeah, those half marathoners, you know, they're just getting done. You know, you're by that point, you know, you're at mile 10. They're just ready to finish too, you know, so you never, yeah.
0: Yeah, they could like see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, yeah,
1: they, they were on the tail end of it, so they were just booking it, you know, and it was that was hard. Cause so we had dropped you off. I got back to the hotel, with Brady, and you know, we're we're checking, tracking you or whatever. Everything's going good, but then he text. I think he texted me, on like on your watch or whatever, and it said my knee hurts. Cause I was like, oh no.
0: And I waited to text you because I didn't want you guys worried about me. Yeah. Because I already knew you guys were worried about me to begin with. And so I was like, I'm going to wait until I absolutely have to inform them that I'm injured. And so I finally was like, I got to let them know. Like, they got to see that I'm barely moving. So I waited to text you. And then, yeah, I finally did. And
1: then that's when I talked to you on the phone. And it was just like, oh, no. Like... Just put a kind of a pit in your stomach because we, we had all we all knew how hard you'd work for and how mentally I just know how defeated you would have felt not being able to finish it but I also didn't want to tell it was hard from my perspective I didn't know I didn't want to tell you to just run through it and never walk again and you know (laughs) or but I wanted to you got to have that happy medium like hey okay we'll just do what you can do but I didn't want to tell you to stop either which I'm glad that I didn't so then me, we jump back in the car just in case, and we drive back across town, me and Brady. He falls back asleep. And uh, so I can see where you are, and I park like... You can't get to that actual, you know, where everyone's running. It's all blocked off, but I go a little bit ahead and then park a street over. Were you
0: looking at, like, the location I share on my phone, or were you, like, tracking me through the race?
1: I was looking on the location on our phones. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... And I could see you coming up, and so I just... I was, like, texting, you I was, like, I'm here not to pick you, you know, not to pick you up if I don't have to. But just like, so you, you know, yeah, me. just so you know, like, because I didn't want you, if it did, you know, if you weren't able to finish, it's was going to be very emotional. I know that. So I didn't want you to be stuck halfway across San Diego, you know, <laughs> like, not finishing and then having a bunch of strangers, are you okay, are you okay, because they know like, what just made you mad, so... I um, didn't
0: make me mad. Not
1: mad, but just, it abs- just yeah, you don't want strangers coming up to you when you're going through like one of the most emotional things you can go through at the moment, you know. And then like, their
0: defense like I know they they, they, yeah, they mean well and I wouldn't have had it any other way. I'm thankful for those people.
1: But so I'm talking to you and I'm like I'm right here and you're just like I'm just going to keep trying. Just don't worry about it. And I'm like no problem. I'm turning this car around. I'm going to the finish line then because I'm just saying, are you telling me I don't need to be here? That's good news. You know, I don't think you said it very nicely, but it, because, <laughs> because you were just like, no, I don't, I'm fine. I'm just going to go. I just uh, remember I was like, I'm just going to go until
0: my body stops moving. Yeah.
1: So I was like, good. Okay, that, that's positive news, right? So then, yeah, um, I'll let you keep going after that. But so then I was like, okay, I'm not going to be here. I, I'm going. And I'm going to see you at the finish line. Yeah. Then. And, um.
0: I remember this lady, like, asking me. And she was so sweet. If I was okay. Um, like, this woman and her friend. And, um. I was, like, on the verge of tears. And I was like, yeah. I think so. And (laughs) she's like, really? Are you really okay, though? (laughs) like. Anyways, I just remember that moment. Um. But yeah, I am very thankful that you and Brady came to save me, even though I ended up not needing to be saved.
1: And it was crazy. We just kept looking at it. And then so I went and met um, Chad and Janelle, and, which is her brother. And uh, we all met it to get breakfast together. And we're all just refreshing our phone. This is when we were looking at the race one. And like, okay. All right. I mean, it's it's not as fast as she would normally run. But she was just progress, progress, progress. But then, so we're looking at the map, too. And there's this split in the road, right? There's a split
0: mm-hmm.
1: where you turn one way to finish the half marathon, and this is at about mile ten or eleven, maybe I think
0: something like that.
1: Yeah, and then there's another split. You go the other way. You're continuing on for the full marathon.
0: Maybe turn right. So
1: yeah. the pressure, we were just staring at the phone. We were just like, okay, refresh, going left or right? Refresh. <laughs> what should you gonna do? Refresh, 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 refresh. And like it took, it like froze up for a second. And we're like.
0: It probably didn't froze up. I, I think I I remember staring at that sign. You
1: just standing in the middle of the road. <laughs> like, I just
0: remember thinking, like, like I just I couldn't decide because I was like, okay, I don't have a long-term injury. Maybe I should just do the half. I mean, the half is an accomplishment. I mean, I remember Chad texted me, too. He's yeah. like, even if you do a half, that's still two half marathons in less than a month. And that's yeah. something to be proud of. It's a
1: marathon month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if you combine them two, I ran a marathon. So I just remember thinking like, oh, should I just do the half? But then part of me was like, no, we came all the way here. I've already ran multiple half marathons, you know, in the last few years. What's another half marathon like on my my list? Yeah. Like just go for the full. And if you don't finish, you don't finish. So that's what I told myself. And that's what made me turn right.
1: When we, yeah, when we hit the refresh and then we saw you had turned right, it was just like, everyone's like, she turned right, she turned right, <laughs> and like we were just freaking out. People thought probably thought we were crazy, but we just couldn't even believe it and then it by, at that point, it was like, no, she's got it, man it like when we were checking in on you, you know, and then it was like mentally physically her body's gonna fall apart, but she's already mentally made her decision to do it, and I know it wasn't an easy decision, and sorry, I know you want to keep talking about the running part of them, but this there was this mile, like, 16 or 17. I could tell in your attitude I called you that it wasn't going to matter. Like, it was going down. It was You were finishing it, and then we were just like, dude, she's going to do it. And honestly, like, we were just, I don't know. I, I think me and, me and Chad were talking. And it was just like we were, like, you know, so proud that you just had the mental strength to do it. And it, in the end, yeah, going smooth, everything being great would have been wonderful but like we said like i mean we just it even felt better for us bystanders that were like man like look at look at what she's capable of if she just puts her mind to it even if she can't you know you could barely walk and you were here finishing a a marathon you know and still having some sort of weird looking run (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk about my stride later (laughs) But yeah, that was that was really cool. Yeah, It was exciting.
0: I'm just so glad you guys were all there because it it really was just such a like memorable experience and had like I feel like you guys like weren't you of course you weren't running with me but I felt like you guys were with me and like just knowing you guys were waiting for me and knowing like the emotional roller coaster that I had put you guys yeah through, we were going through it was just it. like we were all in it together yeah
1: we were I, going through
0: it yeah and i remember like apologizing to you guys like sorry that i put you guys through this um roller coaster and i remember chad was like we wouldn't have had it any other way
1: yeah yeah it was all worth it in the end you know
0: yeah Aww. um okay so before i made that turn i think i learned to do that funky stride before i made that turn I can't remember if it was before or after, but anyways, I remember, and so this is like my testimony, um, you guys know that Casey and I, um, are Christians, and anyways, I remember praying, like, God, please help me get through this, and when my knee just seemed to get worse and worse and worse... I remember kind of giving in and and just trusting God and being like, I trust your plan, God. This wasn't meant to be. If I can't cross this finish line, then it just wasn't meant to be because this wasn't your plan for me. And and I'm okay with that because maybe something really bad was going to happen to me. Or, you know what I mean? Like, who knows what, what lied ahead of me. And so I just kind of, you know, accepted and put my faith first and was like this wasn't meant to be, and yeah. that's okay because god's plan is is gonna be perfect right so it was like after that moment of like trusting God i swear, I, I feel like it happened like right after I had like that conversation with with God and with myself, I learned to I don't I don't even know how I learned how to do this. To, so, like, <laughs> swing my left leg. One of our friends, I showed her the stride. What did she say? It was, like, not, like, a hopscotch, but, like, that skip, um... It that, was, like, like, you know... That, like, how... skip rope thing that we had when we were kids where you would, like, swing it around and you would jump over it with your other leg.
1: Yeah. That's what I was thinking about.
0: Anyways, I learned how to swing my left leg to where I didn't really put any pressure on it, but I could still run, and I was like, oh my gosh, this might work. Like, I might be able to run the next, Uh, how many miles did I have left at that point? If I was at mile, like, 11. A
1: lot, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't even think. 15.2 <laughs> more.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I might be able to run these 15 miles on my one leg, basically putting all my weight on my right foot and that is what I did and come mile like 16 my right foot was hurting so bad from me putting all basically all of my weight on it for so many miles that I could barely even notice my left knee hurting because the ball of my right foot hurt so bad that at one point I was worried I fractured it and so it was like it was just my pain shifted from my left knee to my right foot and we didn't say this but i wore my old running shoes yeah. because i bought new running shoes and but i initially got injured in those on my on my yeah. run the and weekend you didn't before. have very
1: many miles on them at all so it was like
0: i was just nervous was to so wear these risky. somewhat new shoes yeah. and i was like i know i can run i've ran a couple halves in these older Shoes and so I just ran them, and I they probably had too many miles on them, and maybe not the cushion or the support anymore that they should have had because I just you know they had been used so much. But, anyways, that might have added to why my foot hurt so bad. So, that's another piece of advice. Um, is I don't think you're supposed to wear shoes that are super duper old and worn out, but also if you get new shoes, make sure you're able to clock a fair amount of miles in. I don't know, like at least go on like five runs because part of me is like, was it those new shoes that hurt my knee? I don't know.
1: Yeah. We'll never know.
0: I mean, I think a lot of times you hurt your IT band just from overuse, it seems. Yeah. So who knows if the shoes had anything to do with it, but, but yes. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so that's how I finished the the marathon. And I think I stopped at multiple medical tents every few miles. They had a medical tent where they could offer you Tylenol, um, like sunscreen, which was really helpful. I recommend sunscreen cause you're out in the sun for so many hours, but they would only, so <laughs> they would only give you Tylenol like once. Cause I think you're only supposed to take it like once every six hours. And so I remember I took it around like mile 11 or so. And then I kept stopping to see like has enough time passed so I can have some more Tylenol? And of course, they were so careful about it, they wouldn't give me any more. Um, but yeah, those medical tents are so helpful. Like, they'll massage out your cramps and yeah. So it'll add to your time. Yeah. Because you're making stops. But just at the know- end of it, if
1: you ain't trying to qualify for anything, if you've crossed that finish line, you're a champion. Like, that's just, it's crazy. Especially to the people who didn't do it.
0: Yeah, so, oh, another thing that happened that I feel like was just meant to be was at the, so at the starting line, you know, you're with so many people. You're in such a big big crowd. And I remember I noticed this girl because she was standing by one of the pacers. I think she was like the five-hour pacer, six-hour pacer, I don't know. And I noticed this girl just because she was standing by her. So she's like one of the only girls that like are the only people that it really stood out to me in the crowd that day at the start at the starting line. And at mile, I think it was 24. I ended up being right next to her and we both were hobbling and I was like, oh, that's so funny. That's the girl I noticed at the starting line. Like, what are the odds of that? And she actually came up to me and was like, "Hey, looks like you hurt your IT band. I can kind of tell. Like that has happened to me before." And, anyways, I'm very thankful for this individual because she talked me through those last two miles, and she really made me pick up my pace and finish in time before they closed the course down on me.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> still had time.
0: Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't the last one, no. but I was probably pretty dang close. But yeah, she was so helpful. She was like, I, you know, because I kept telling her, "Thank you." I was like, "Thank you for talking to me and um, helping me get through this." And she was like, "I'm, I'm so happy to help you." I, I actually was in the military, and oftentimes people would have to pick me up and carry me, and so it feels really good to pay it forward. And so that was cool. I kind of felt like that was meant to be for me to notice her at the fin- the starting line, and then have her be the one that really helped me grind through those last couple miles.
1: Yep, that was cool.
0: Yeah, so overall, overall, it was a really cool experience. I don't regret it. I I feel like I proved a lot to myself. I learned a lot. Was it hard? Absolutely. Did it need to be that hard? It probably wouldn't be that hard if you didn't have an injury like me. So I definitely, I definitely don't want to scare anybody away from running a marathon.
1: Yeah, and just to see you cross it i mean it was it was emotional knowing just that whole day was emotional you are you know going through what we just told you about but it was just like you know i know that all of us that were there for you were just we were so happy like it's just it was just this excitement this like i don't know but emotional excitement too that would make it makes you tear up too and and I, I don't know i just i was very proud of you i still am
0: Thank you. Know, you. So. I love you, babe. I love you too. We actually have a video of me crossing the finish line on our Runley Run Instagram. If you guys want to check it out, and it's funny in the video, I, you can kind of see my my leg kick, my leg swing.
1: Yeah. I we,
0: think I think the part on the video, I'm like walking to you guys, but maybe you can,
1: you can do some tutorials on it or something.
0: <laughs> like, <it'd be laughs> weird. If you get
1: caught in the middle of a marathon, do this weird thing and totally
0: um but you could see me I I I remember the first thing I said to you was like that was so hard yeah (laughs) but I was just it was like euphoria like I was just so happy to see you guys and to to like just to say I did it I'm done
1: yeah you were like yeah you did say that you're like that was so hard and I was like hurry up, they give six free Heinekens to the finishers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't grab my medal. I was so, I just like wanted to go straight to you guys. I didn't even grab my medal. And I remember you or somebody was like, go get your medal. Yeah,
1: I know. You just standing there. I was like, okay, you need to at least let people know you did it. Um, and but, we didn't end up getting the Heinekens, guys. We never made it back there because we needed to get her back to the
0: Yeah, there was hotel. like an after, little after-race party. <laughs> you wanted
1: nothing to do with it, and I don't blame you.
0: Oh, I so badly just wanted to get back to the hotel room and just like get out of my marathon clothes and get comfy. So, yeah, sorry. I was kind of a party pooper.
1: Overall, a wild and, and crazy ride. And I guess, yeah, the, the million-dollar question is, Would you do it again? (laughs) Um, I don't think you need to answer that yet. I feel
0: like I kind of answered it already. But, you know, I would if the circumstances were right. Um, Like, if I ran a half and my training went perfect and I felt super healthy and injury-free, then I could see myself continuing on to a marathon. But if I got an injury before the race I don't know that I would do it again I don't know if I would do it again the way I did it because was it worth it yes because I'm just so thankful that I finished yeah and and it was a cool experience for all of us
1: and even all the people back home I mean didn't you know didn't your classroom clap for you and
0: yes and that was so special one of my classes I'm a high school teacher and one of my class periods when I walked in the door, I co-teach one period or a couple periods. And so my co-teacher was already in there and had told our students that I finished the race. They all knew that I was running a race. And anyways, they all clapped when I walked in and that was so special. And it's it's just really cool when you feel like something you did potentially inspired other people. Yeah. Um, so seeing how proud my students were of me it was just so heartwarming. Like, as a teacher, when you feel like you're setting a good example, um, it's just the best feeling.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the example goes for, what you know, as you know Brady grows up, too. I mean, he's, he's always going to be able to...
0: He was sleeping, though.
1: Yeah, he always <laughs> sleeps. I mean, every single finish line, he sleeps, but... Yeah, we'll tell him about it.
0: He slept. He fell asleep right before we crossed the I finish mean, line. I mean, it was probably
1: like, yeah, and it was. He was he was tired though, but I was like, man, just just make it, just make it, and it was probably six minutes before you crossed. He was out, but he was still proud of you in his dreams.
0: Yeah, he'll he'll we'll talk about it one day, <laughs> and we have videos of him that weekend, and it was yeah, it was just a special weekend for all of us. So. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. So is that it? Is that all I wanted to tell you guys about? I guess that was longer than I expected it to be, honestly. Um, Oh, this is what I wanted to talk about. So one thing that's really cool about the marathon experience during the run is how supportive people are like on the sidelines. Yeah. So we were running through, um, of course, like, the city of San Diego. So we were running past businesses and there was people outside that were cheering for us and stuff. And that was cool. But what touched me more were when we were running through people's neighborhoods and they knew that a marathon was happening that morning. And so these, all these different families were sitting outside their houses offering water. I remember there was little kids with hoses when it started getting hot and they were like, do you want me to spray you? (laughs) And so I definitely let one of them spray me. And there was this cheerleading squad in one of the neighborhoods who made, like, a cheer tunnel. And it was just so sweet because it was like people didn't have to be out there. Yeah. Like, cheering us on. And there were so many funny motivational signs. So, yeah, it was cool. And I feel like the race community, if you need to have your faith in humanity restored... Like, go run a marathon. Go run even a half marathon because you will see how many people out there are so supportive and caring. And it was really, it was really cool to see all that. And, I didn't take any shots, but some of the houses (laughs) were actually, I was shocked to see this. Some of the houses were offering like alcoholic beverages to the runners and there was people actually stopping. And so I think that, but that was early on. So I think that those were probably like half marathon runners that, you know. They were closer to the finish line. Maybe
1: they had an IT band issue and they wouldn't give them enough <laughs> Tylenol at the tent. So you got to self-medicate sometimes.
0: So, but that was pretty shocking to me because I was like, man, the last thing my body needs right now is alcohol. But it was, just, it was just funny and cool to see the supportive people out there. Yeah. Um Let me just check my notes one more time for you guys to make sure I, I touched on everything. Because... If we're being honest, it's been a few weeks since the race. We've taken a while to record just because.
1: We've been trying to get you to walk normal. No. <laughs>
0: I actually wasn't as sore as I thought I would be. Um, within like a few days, I was like 100%. Yeah. The first, my first day back to work I was limping pretty bad and I there was a couple of my coworkers who were like, Are you okay? And so I had to explain to them that I ran my first marathon, which that was cool too, because they were like, Oh whoa, like I don't know that they expected that of me. So Yeah. Um so yeah, it's fun.
1: Once the swelling goes down, I think really changes it.
0: Okay, I think that's it. I think that was it. So, yeah, guys, that was my marathon experience and... um,
1: The end of a chapter.
0: The end of a running chapter for now. Yep. And, yeah, we'll uh, probably be talking to you guys soon.
1: It's been a fun ride. It's been fun hearing the feedback from us putting this out there and being able to talk through it. And hopefully, like we said, hopefully in whatever journey it goes through, whatever... You know, this podcast touches on many subjects, as you know, and hopefully we inspired and um, maybe made you laugh and maybe made you want to do something challenging in your life to to push yourself to the next level and to help you get through something, too.
0: Because if we can do it,
1: so can you.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: Bye.